Attention, attention, teachers and students. Please report, principal, principal, attention, principal. teachers and students. Please report to the principal's office. Welcome. You are listening to the principal's office. On today's episode, we are going to be discussing the mental and physical effects of occupational stress in principals. So mental effects. While research is showing that principals have a low mental health status, and this is being echoed in consecutive well-being surveys that are conducted in New Zealand and Australia, uh, that their data is showing that there is a 7% decline in three years in the general health of principals, and that is pretty alarming. Within Canada, a study conducted back in 2009 uh, showed that 50% of the participants in this research had poor mental health compared to other educators. This research was looking at the uh, overall health um, and well-being, and some of these measures included burnout, stress, sleeping troubles, depressive symptoms, somatic stress, cognitive stress, and self-efficacy. Stress doesn't only impact uh, the mental health of individuals, but it has um, physiological impacts as well. And Polak and Wang uh, in 2020 researched uh, Ontario principles, and uh, these principles were aware of the strategies that they needed to keep themselves and their bodies healthy. Um, however, uh, over half of them just couldn't do it because of the work uh, and the stress of their work. Uh, I'm going to read a quote from one of their participants who was anonymous, and I think it's going to resonate a lot. Um, it resonated with me, but I hope it also resonates with you. I need to eat better, sleep better, and exercise more to improve my health, to enable me to meet the challenges of work and have the energy to do things I enjoy when I get home with family and friends. Right now, I do not have the energy to make those changes. I keep putting it off. And this resonated with me. Uh, this year being a pandemic, COVID-19, and being a principal, it has been very stressful. Not only having uh, the fear and anxiety surrounding uh, home learning, online learning, face-to-face uh, -face learning, and the potential to be switching through all three of these multiple times uh, within the school year, ensuring that students are getting caught up uh, from the closure of schools um, and the time that they missed, um, as well as taking on the stress and anxiety of both staffs and students and parents and ensuring that our school was meeting uh, COVID protocols. It hasn't been easy, and I can I can relate to this because I know what I needed to do to keep myself healthy. But at the end of the day, getting home and being so tired and so drained, I just didn't have it in me. On top of that, having sleepless nights, having either troubles getting to sleep or waking up at very odd hours, 2.30 in the morning, not being able to get back to sleep uh, because my mind was racing with all of the uh, problems or, um, you know, anxieties that I had um, and trying to find solutions for things. It, it really does take its toll. And um, unlike other people, I had access to a gym. But the time that I can work out is five o'clock in the morning, but it becomes very hard to get in that physical activity that I know is going to make me feel better 
when I haven't got to sleep until two o'clock in the morning, or I've woken up and I haven't been able to fall back asleep between two and three o'clock in the morning. And the prospect of being able to do my job well, get through an entire work day, um, is just overwhelming and it's not in the best interest of my students or my staff. So I can definitely relate to this as I think most of you can. There are negative effects happening to our bodies and even on a cellular level. One thing that is being caused by occupational stress is cellular-rated, accelerated cell aging, pardon me. And this is concerning. It is a part of our natural body that our cells will age over time as we get older. However, this is being increased by stress. I'm not sure about you, but I want to be able to live a long and happy life and be able to have as much time with family and friends and partake in, you know, special occasions. And this is now being compromised by my work, by the stress that comes with my role and responsibility. The, the next part that for me is really concerning is the effect that is having on our brain. Our gray matter in our brain is showing thinning. And our gray matter serves to process information. So what we are seeing is that there is a specific thinning of the gray matter in the prefrontal cortex. And this is affecting our ability to regulate our emotions. Uh, our executive functioning skills are impaired. We are going to have um, cognitive processing uh, delays. And it also includes that our reasoning or our problem-solving skills are going to be negatively impacted. Learning, um, memory retrieval, rational reasoning, and the ability to complete multiple tasks. Um, that can also be affected. Everything that I just named is part of the skill set needed to be a formal leader. So when we are having our brains impacted, specifically our prefrontal cortex, we are now being negatively impacted to do our job. You know, we have to be able to regulate our emotions. We have tough conversations all of the time. We have to be able to uh, multitask, being able to uh, perform and, and do things uh, at the same time. I don't know about you, I can have my admin assistant talking to me, asking me a question, I can have a teacher approaching, and I have uh, an email coming up on my computer all at once, uh, first thing in the morning, and I have to be able to multitask because they all need to get done. Now, the other thing uh, is this, this rational reasoning. We have to be able to make informed decisions. We have to be able to think about the consequences of our choices uh, and how that's going to impact our learners, how it's going to impact our teachers and our school community as a whole. Now, when we do not have the ability to do that, then we have to start questioning, was that the right choice? So these are not 
minor consequences. They are severe in nature because they, they impact us. Um, and they impact our school. And it's not just ourselves, but it's our learners, our teachers, um, and, our, and our stakeholders and school community members. So it's, you know, to fulfill our job, um, we are, are already having constraints. And then when we think about the physiological impact that stress is having on us and what it is affecting, it's pretty scary, you know. But even with all of this research out there, there's a continued expectation that we continue to make well-informed decisions on a daily basis, that we still uh, do our role, meet all of our responsibilities, all the while having little regard to our own health. And this is what has to change. And I am hopeful that through this podcast, especially this episode, that we all take a step back and think about what stress is doing. Again, I've said that there was a lack of knowledge surrounding what was actually happening internally to us. And we can feel the stress, you know, we can see signs of symptoms, whether it be anxiety, sleepless nights. But what I wanted to bring really to the forefront is what it's happening inside of us that we cannot see. And these are not just effects that go away after, you know, a day or two. These are prolonged, sustained effects. But there is hope. There is strategies that we can utilize in order to turn these effects around and to alleviate our day-to-day stress. So I invite you back for our fourth and final episode of this mini-series where we are going to dive into what are some stress-reducing strategies that we can utilize throughout our workday that are going to help combat this. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I welcome you back to our next episode and our final one. Class Dismissed.